We've recently improved our user experience on podcast platforms, so please explore the episode notes to find the resources mentioned on today's show, plus additional articles. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Well, despite what you think, the most important life skill you can teach your teenager is not balancing their schedule or managing their social media or even changing a tire. The most important skill you can teach them is to be a student of God's Word. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He's vice president of the Parenting and Youth Department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, at some point, kids have to make faith their own. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've got to pass that baton. But what, if anything, can we do as a parent to equip them to really uh, hunger for and read God's Word? To enter with wonder. I mean, you want to enter with, you know, I wonder what it was like to be in that moment. Hmm. Kids already have that naturally in them. They, they ask those questions, and especially creative kids, you, you can ask them, what do you think it was like to be John or Mark or Luke or Jesus in that time? What, what, what would that have been like in that moment? And with their feelings, they can enter those moments. I, with our kids, since they were real little, I asked them to either draw what the pastor was saying or to take notes. And now uh, we, we recently... Uh, adopted a, a young woman into our house, a teenager, 13, and she joined us for church, and she saw that we all take notes. My mm-hmm. kids, we all have our, our journal, and you're writing, and after church, we're going to talk about what what did the pastor talk about? How did it engage with your life story? What are you going to take with you and not waste this intersection that we just had mm-hmm. at church? And our, on our way home, we, we process that, and then when they're engaging with God's Word in the text— what are you underlining and why? And I asked them, hey, what are you underlining? I want to know, how did that hit you? Why did that hit you? And then uh, what life verse do they have? I've asked that of them. And then we have the journals I've talked about before mm-hmm. in our places, you know, at our, at, at, on the kitchen table. And I'll write a verse that may apply to where they're at in their life. We write verses to each other. And sometimes I'll ask them, hey, write a verse into your book. I'd love to read that or into mine that you've read recently of what God's telling you, because I'd love to hear that. Maybe it's something I need to hear through you because God could speak through you to me and letting them know that they're crucial, my growth as well. And one of the, the things I give families consistently is when you're going to engage with text, pray, then sit down and say, what do we need to see here? Have awareness of that. And then think through the text. And then how are we going to respond as a family to what we just read and what do we need to stand for? Mm. End it with what do we stand for in that moment? What would it have been like to stand? And I mean, that's what God talks about with the armor of God, right? When we stand yeah. and that's how they can engage with the Word of God. I appreciate that. Lots of great stuff there. And uh, we'll have some further follow-up for you in the episode notes. For now, let's go ahead and hear a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Kara Powell about encouraging our kids' faith. Um, This portion starts off with some difficult challenges that teens face, including anxiety and even suicidal thoughts. The other thing that I've observed is catastrophic events. Be in tune as a parent. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, you know, so many young people are considering uh, taking their life, etc., and we're at a school where that has happened. And in one occasion, I know of somebody who was befriending this young person. They were 
talking to them about the Lord and about the scripture, praying for them. And it, it, in, in the end, in their mind, it didn't work, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it started to separate them from their own relationship with the Lord. But that moment for a parent to be able to recognize what's going on in your teen, particularly your 20-something, so you can step in and provide perspective that answers to prayer come in a lot of different ways. And yeah. sometimes we don't get our prayers answered exactly like we think we should. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a powerful moment, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned challenges of suicide, anxiety, depression, Jim, because... Uh, it seems this generation is really struggling with these issues. And, and the data is showing that. I mean, yeah. what's interesting about risk behaviors for teenagers specifically is that some risk behaviors are down nationally. Premarital sex, partying, uh, alcohol, drug use is actually a little bit down in the last eight yeah. to 10 years. But suicide, anxiety, depression are actually up. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say exactly why. There are some, and I think this may be valid, there are some who think it's correlated uh, with technology and cell phone use. That, Isolation. Yeah, that, that yeah. risk behaviors that involve somebody else, <laughs> yeah. um, partying, sex, uh, drugs, alcohol are are down, but risk behaviors that involve that young person uh, being in their room, seeing what everybody else is doing, those are up. You know, when I was a teenager, if I wasn't invited to a Friday night party, I didn't know that I wasn't invited until maybe Monday morning if people were talking about it. But now teenagers who aren't invited to a Friday night party or just a Friday night gathering, they see it unfolding on their devices in real time. So there's a lot of abandonment and rejection and just feeling left out. I mean, I got to say, if I was a teenager right now, I think I'd be struggling with anxiety and depression. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. So so I, I think for a parent... To really be sensitive um, to any changes in behavior or affect. I, I'm not a psychologist, but I know that any kind of significant change in behavior or affect yeah. in your young person is something to try to talk about. Um, talk about with your young person. Yeah. Talk about with a trained professional. Uh, pay attention to that. So I'm glad you mentioned Yeah, it, and one of the things we've done here at Focus on the Family, we created a Live to Thrive, which is really meant for parents, for youth workers, for pastors, so they can understand those signs. And I, I know this isn't the theme of what we're talking about, yeah. but it's a it's a critical issue if in the culture If we're talking about today. young people, we have yeah. to talk about it. Let me ask this what do parents need to do to strike a balance between being involved in their children's faith journey while not trying to control it? Uh, and that's the, the challenge of all of us. We're yeah. try, we want to see the product, the outcome. We, we're, we're rooting for it. Yeah. We can over-control these things. Yeah. And then when the kids leave the home at 18, 19, yeah. what you see at a university level, yeah. these kids come in and they're not equipped to live life independently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I'm trying to do as a parent is trying to figure out uh, how to help my kids figure out what life with Jesus looks like for them. Um, My kids are not miniature versions of Kara Powell. They have a slightly different approach to that's That's a good outcome. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing to know, but tough to get there. So since my kids were in fourth grade, um, out of our research, uh, it started in fourth grade because that's how old our oldest was when we really started unearthing some of this initial data. Um, I've been asking my kids, when do you feel closest to God? When do you feel closest to God? Yeah. And what's fascinating is each of our three kids has a different answer to that question. So Nathan, our oldest, he feels closest to God when he's involved in worship music. 
Our middle child, Krista, she's an off-the-chart extrovert. So when I ask her, when do you feel closest to God? For her, it's when she's at church with her friends. And so we make time with her church friends a real priority. For our youngest, Jessica, she's 13. She's more of an introvert. She loves outdoors. For her, Jessica, when do you feel closest to God? When I'm outdoors by myself has been a common theme in her answers. I like that and one. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's more your, your answer. And so we make sure that we get her that time that mm-hmm. she needs outdoors. And so, you know, I feel closest to God, uh, Bible in one hand, journal in the other. So far, that's not my kid's answer. Um, and so I'm trying to help them figure out the practices that really work for them that are different than yeah. the practices that work for me. I'm kind of, I always think in odd ways sometimes. <laughs> so I'm thinking what child has said, yeah, I feel closest to God when mommy's reprimanding me. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't exist. When exactly. mommy's disciplining me, yeah. I feel close to God. You know, I think a related question, Jim, for parents of teenagers is what do you do when, you're, when your teenager doesn't want to go to church? And yeah. do you make them go to church? We get asked that a lot. Um, and so, you, you know, what Steve argue, my co-author of Growing With and I would say is, um, it is important, I would say, until your kid is, you know, has graduated high school, that they stay connected with the faith community. And be part of the family. And, and be part of the family of faith. Yeah. But that doesn't have to mean your church. So, you know, what I would say to parents is work with your teenager mm-hmm. and help your teenager find the faith community that works best for them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our kids love our church. Like when we go away for the weekend, our kids say, can we come back on Sunday morning for church? So right now our kids are just head over heels about our church, which is a huge blessing. But if our kids ever got to the point where they felt differently about our church, you know, I would be willing to help them think about attending other churches or another youth group for, you know, even a short amount of time. I tell parents all the time, you know, I can listen to worship CDs. I can stay in touch with my friends in small groups other ways. I would say to a parent, you know, really support where your young person feels at home um, and make that a priority, at least through 12th grade. Well, Danny, I know many parents worry about their child staying active in church during college. I had a conversation with one of my kids where I said, well, if I'm paying, then I think I can require that you go to church. She pushed back, and rightly so. But I wonder if you have any advice for encouraging our kids to be kind of a spiritual self-starter when they're still in the house. Yeah, I love the question uh, for your kids. Where do you see God? Where have you seen God? Help them learn how to live in anticipation that God is always responding. A lot of times we miss out on that, yeah. and we need to be looking at that. I, I asked the, my, my wife and I asked the question, have you prayed about that yet? And teaching them that prayer is key. It's not just an afterthought. It's a key thing. We can model that and teach them from an early age to look and to listen, and they will see. God will do the rest. We're mm-hmm. not in charge of all that. And so just teaching them where is God and live in anticipation. Got it. Well, if the teen years are right around the corner for you, I do hope you'll check out our free series. It's a video series online called Preparing Your Kids for the Teen Years. Uh, Danny, you were part of this uh, great effort along with teen expert Jesse Manassian discussing topics like peer pressure and social media and so much more. Uh, Sign up to receive those videos in the episode notes. And we do recommend the book that Dr. Kara Powell has written with Dr. Stephen Argue called Growing With... Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. We'll send that book to you along with a CD of the Focus broadcast that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Powell. 
uh, when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. It's our thank you gift to you for joining the support team. So please donate as you can. Uh, The link is in the show notes, or you can call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, we'll hear from Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson, who offer simple steps to teach your child resilience. Meanwhile, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.